Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host, Stacy Lynn, and I'm glad that I am here with you today. I'm glad that you've taken the time to tune in. Hey, look, you know, there's a million podcasts out there. I know that when you take the time to spend time with me, that you're actually intentionally doing that. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much. And I also want to let you know we have a mobile app. It's called Heart Tug International. Feel free to go and download that. We have some exclusive content on that only. And I hope you get an opportunity to download it and check that stuff out. We have we actually have quite a bit of content in there. And uh, so go ahead and do that. And today what we're going to do, though, is I have a little series here that I'm, I have been kicking around because I've been doing a lot of reading about the news and I've been hearing a lot about uh, people and their spiritual beliefs about Christ. And, you know, I have friends who think that they know what Jesus talks about and they take things out of context and they misapply things in a social justice way. And then we have people like Oprah Winfrey and others who for years have been pr promoting a false Christ. And so today and in my next show, uh, I'm going to be examining some of the recent commentary that I have come across in regards to who Jesus really is. And I want to begin in the book of Colossians, one of my favorite books. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, and I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version, 1995 edition. We read, For he rescued us, from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins referring to christ here he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created both in the heavens and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together he is also head of the body the church and he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, was made a minister." And I'll just stop it right there. So that's Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 23. In here, this, this is one of, to me, one of the most beautiful um, passages of the Bible because we have a very clear, clear description of who Jesus is and why he came. 
But you know what? The world today believes that Jesus is a symbol of things. Like he's a symbol of social justice. He's a symbol for the oppressed. He's a symbol. He actually, you know, uh, represents a whole bunch of other things that actually nowhere in scripture will you ever read. Christ Yeshua, Christ Jesus. Yeshua is his Hebrew name. And I, I like saying Yeshua better than Jesus. It's just easier for me to say. But Yeshua was before all things. Right? I mean, we, we just read that. And Yeshua is the one who died on the cross as a human being, completely sinless, in our place, and gave us the opportunity to receive him and receive eternal life. And so much more than that, by the way. If we simply believe and call upon his name, we'll be saved, right? But if you believe this and you adhere to this, if you adhere to Yeshua being the only way to the Father, if you understand that Yeshua is the long-awaited Jewish Messiah that the nation of Israel was looking for, if you understand that even, most Christians don't even understand that. Most, most Christians don't understand... <laughs> the role of Israel in scripture or why Christ was having all of these interactions with the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes. They don't understand why Christ went head to head with these religious leaders. They, they take, I actually had a friend recently who, who identifies as Catholic uh, tell me that Jesus was going to destroy the Jewish temple and that he was a social justice warrior. Um, and this was proof that, you know, he was trying to stand up against these people after he declared what he declared. And I'm like, uh, you might want to look at the context of that because he actually never threatened to destroy the actual Jewish temple. Uh, he actually was referring to his body, which he said he was going to, you know, raise up in three days. So, it was actually a reference to the resurrection. And when I shared that with my friend, there was no comment. Very odd. Anyway, um, but anyway, there, there are a whole bunch of other people out there who have differing views of Jesus. And so in this episode, I want to share with you, um, I came across this yesterday. This is on YouTube. And um, it's a video titled, Being Rejected for Your Spiritual Beliefs, Question and Answer with Marianne Williamson. Now, that, might not, that, that name may sound familiar to you. If it doesn't, I will just tell you, Marianne Williamson is a, um, you know, she is a spiritual guru. She's the one that put the Course uh, in Miracles, the Course in Miracles, um, on the map because Oprah Winfrey enjoyed her and promoted her to the nth degree many decades ago and made her very famous for this type of uh, new agey spiritual beliefs that really have nothing to do with Christianity. And in this video, I'm only going to play you, this is about a 19 minute video. I'm going to play you about nine minutes of it. Um, and I'm going to stop and pause through this first half because the way that Marianne Williamson, who identifies as Jewish, by the way, um, talks about Christ is not uncommon. And the woman that is going to be speaking first, the, the woman she's having this question and answer with, um, 
is actually told her that she was raised in the church in a and she was the daughter of a pastor so let's jump in in this conversation and let's hear what they have to say and i will share some thoughts throughout this so here we go so i was raised pastor's kid in a church and as i seek to realign my thinking and reorient my experience of the world in a way that feels vibrationally true i find myself in struggle around how to boundary myself or protect myself so that I can grow in the way I want to grow without alienating my family that's very deep in their conviction that I'm going the wrong way because it's not the way that I was raised. Curious what you say about that. You know, when I... Okay, so did you hear the question? Okay, so here she is asking. She's she's basically saying, look, I was raised in a Christian church uh, and and now my family is basically telling me I've gone the wrong way, which would be absolutely 100% true um, based on scripture if she was raised in a biblical Christian church. So let's just listen to what Marianne has to say. I first saw The Course in Miracles, I'm Jewish. So when I first picked up The Course in Miracles, I was intrigued because there was no author on the front of the book, which in those days you never saw. Uh, No author was mentioned. the first, in the introduction, it says, this is a required course. And you come down to understand it doesn't mean this particular form, but that the spiritual path is, we're all on it, whether we know it or not. Then I opened it up. I would agree with her on that. I would agree that we're all on a spiritual path. Some of us have found the right path, the one true path, and some of us haven't. I was so intrigued. I opened it up, and I saw all these Christian terms. Now, I had studied a lot of comparative religion in school, but this was not school, and I thought, oh, you know, I can't read that. A year later, because I'm Jewish, and this is obviously a Christian book, I thought to myself. A year later, I picked it up again. I was in such pain, I wasn't even noticing the language. You read it like a few pages, it becomes clear. This is not the Christian religion. Okay, note that. Because, so she's saying the Course in Miracles is not the Christian religion. So right here, you have Marianne Williamson admitting in this forum that the Course in Miracles is not Christian. At first she thought it was, but she now admits that it's not. And her and Oprah Winfrey have actually promoted it as being such. So you, you have right here Marianne Williamson actually admitting to a lie that she said years ago with Oprah Winfrey that Course in Miracles is, of course, Christian, but it's not. She just admitted it's not. And it's like, oh, cool, these are psychotherapeutically oriented uh, terms. And I had never been taught anything about those terms at all. I had simply be, been taught by my mother, we don't read that one, honey. We read the other one. That's Okay, so what she's referring to there is she's referring to her mother, who is Jewish, saying we don't read that one, referring to the New Testament. We only read the other one, the Old Testament. So that's what she's referring to there. All I'd ever been taught. The only thing my mother ever taught me about Jesus, which I, I look back on now, I don't know where she got this. This is why if you asked my mother about Jesus, this is what she would say. I think he was... I think he was polite. <laughs> First of all, I don't actually think he was necessarily, but that her impression was that he was polite. Okay. So Marianne Williamson is basically mocking Christ here. You know, she's she's saying, no, I don't think that Jesus was polite at all. And yet, you know, she's mocking her mother in a sense because her mom said she thinks that Jesus was polite. Well, was Jesus polite? 
That's a question that you can answer for yourself. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think I think really he is, and he's more polite than probably um, I would be in many circumstances. But he also uh, didn't put up with spiritual phonies, which the Sadducees and the Pharisees were. Um, but let's continue. Okay. So I start reading The Course in Miracles, and I am fascinated. And I think to myself, oh, this is what my Christian friends must sit around and talk about all the time because it's so fascinating. And I guess I just don't talk about it in front of me because I know I'm Jewish. So I start to say to all my friends, ooh, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about it. And they're like, ah, what has happened to you? Right? And I learned from that. My Christian friends had more to get over than I did. See, it's interesting because she just got done saying first that this wasn't a Christian religion, right? She just got done saying that it wasn't Christian. But now she's saying she's comparing this to what her Christian friends had to deal with, right? So just don't miss that because it's really important. She's talking out of both sides of her mouth already. Um, and, and here's the lingo as well. Right? The Course of Miracles talks about the Holy Spirit. Of course, not the same way that the Bible talks about it, but this is what, you know, her experience is. I had never been taught anything about these terms, but to them, it was like, whoa, because of guilt associated. The Course of Miracles says some bitter idols have been made of him who came only to be brother to the world. This is what the Course of Miracles would say to you. Talk to them about something else. That's so deep, isn't it? The Course in Miracles would tell this woman who was raised apparently in a Christian home, talk to them about something else. It's so deep. It just, you know, warms cockles in my heart there. Talk to them about something else. God, the Course in Miracles does not want you to use the Course in Miracles to separate you from your brother. What matters is that you love them and they love you. Now, I would agree with that. I would agree that loving one another is important. That's what the Course would say. Now, you started by saying, I want to protect myself. You don't need to protect yourself. And you're a grown woman. You know, you've already passed the age of that kind of individuation where you realize just because my parents thought it doesn't mean I have to still think it. You know, you don't want to offend anyone. I was very worried when I was first giving lectures on A Course in Miracles, and my sister's daughter, youngest daughter at that time, was five years old. She was coming to visit me for the weekend, which meant that she would be there at a Saturday morning lecture. I really worried about this because she was a very precocious little girl. I was afraid, oh, Marianne, I'm going to get in big trouble if she goes home and says to her mother, Auntie Marianne says anytime we have a problem, all we have to do is ask the Holy Spirit. My daughter, what are you doing, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? She was coming with me to the lecture. This is what happened. I prayed about it. At the opening, we say a prayer. My question is, who did she pray to? It's not the God of Scripture that she prayed to, but she prayed about it, right? And by the way, this story is really nonsensical, but I'll still let you listen to it. Right, you close your eyes as we did here today. But I noticed when the prayer was over, little Meredith didn't open her eyes. Little Meredith fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> little Meredith was asleep the whole time. At the end, at the final prayer, I saw her come up later. I said, did you like that talk, Meredith? She said, I loved it. She didn't hear a word. <laughs> 
Don't go there. No reason to go there. If you, if Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, whatever, it's just our love for one another. I mean, are they always... Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, or whatsoever, it's just our love for one another. Did you see that? I mean, come on. You know what? That's, that's not the scripture. That is not represented representative of who our God is and yet this woman well I'll, I'll go on I'll, I'll be quiet sending you articles and they won't have a relationship with me unless they can speak their truth in love which is their phrase for you're going to hell you're talking to the devil and it, you know, so that's the protection portion for me is, hey, that's not how I receive love and support. Can so, we find a different path? So tell me a practical, uh, the real practical realities here. They don't want to visit with you. They don't want to. Yeah. And how does this make you feel? Well, I mean, it triggers my childhood rejection wound, not to overanalyze it, but that shows up for me as well. No, wow, that's not overanalysis, by the way. That's just description. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah, the good news is, and what I love and resonate with what you spoke, which is you can see the distortion in the thinking and still see the heart of love. Like if you Okay, first of all, I just have to give you my impression here. And that is number one, this this woman, she's talking about their truth and love, right? Well, the Bible is very clear that when we speak, we should speak the truth in love. And frankly, a lot of the Christian church, myself included, in the past especially, have not done that, right? I mean, hopefully over the last 20 years I've gotten better at this myself. But the look on this woman's face is smug. And I was telling Randall, because I, I played this for him, and I told him I was going to do a show about this. I was telling Randall that there's way more to the story than what this woman is saying. Um, I suspect she's created problems in this family she seems like a rebel to me in the first place um but even with that aside she's she's acting like a baby here <laughs> oh you know my childhood wounds of rejection were were triggered okay um go to therapy deal with that you know <laughs> um and like why is that how exactly were you rejected you see she's already made her Christian family and her Christian upbringing the enemy. And frankly, it's all hearsay. We don't really actually know anything that they've said. But just for the sake of argument, if we believe what this woman is saying, it's really interesting to listen to Marianne Williamson try to counsel her. Let's continue to listen. You can go soul to soul, heart to heartbeat to heartbeat. You can see a depth in somebody that maybe not be reflected in their thinking, but it is still a physical separation that's hard. Somebody uh, mentioned here, I don't know who it was, but someone wrote uh, when Jeff had sent out, um, if you have questions or comments, someone in this room wrote that on his deathbed, their father was still rejecting her because she was living uh, with a divorced man. Um, this would be very, very painful. I understand on a human level it would be painful, but I remind you, that your father, is this your father who's doing that? You said a he. It's my brother, but my father's anger is felt from afar. Okay. So hear me on this, okay? Only love is real. Nothing else exists. Only love is real. Nothing else exists. Hmm. Really? 
I don't know. To me, that seems like you got to be kind of like, you know, living in ultimate denial to actually believe that, right? Only love is real, nothing else exists. So, so what this woman is actually talking about then doesn't actually exist. Her rejection, her feelings of rejection don't exist. Her problems don't exist. Uh, all the if it bleeds, it leads stuff on the news doesn't exist. Nothing bad ever exists. It only does. Only love exists. But how do they define love? I mean, you got to ask yourself that question too. Let's go on. They love you. And remember, the reason they want you to know that if you don't do Jesus their way, that you will go to hell, is because they really believe it and they fear for you. Yeah, it's true. It's because they love you. They've been trained into that thinking. So here, I have to tell you, Marianne Williamson is making sense, right? She's actually stating um, what I think is actually true, that the reason that they're fearing for her is because they believe she's going to go to hell. And... But yet, she's saying, do Jesus, you know, they're, they're upset because they're not doing Jesus, you know, she, this woman isn't doing Jesus their way anymore. So first of all, we do not do Jesus. <laughs> we, we believe in Yeshua. We believe in him according to the scripture about who he is. It's, it's, it's not like, you know, we're looking at Jesus as some magic genie that gives us whatever the heck we want um no the bible is the most sacred book ever breathed in you know and you don't just do jesus right so i'm just going to back this up a little bit so you can hear that again and then you can hear the rest father's anger is felt from afar okay so hear me on this okay only love is real nothing else exists that's not true they love you yes. and remember the reason they want you to know that if you don't do Jesus their way that you will go to hell is because they really believe it and they fear for you yeah it's true the it's fear. because they love you they've been trained into that thinking and they really love you the Course in Miracles says that all behavior is to be perceived in one of two ways. So first of all, in their mind, it's not even loveless behavior. In their mind, it's loving behavior. They're trying to save you from hell. They really believe that. So in their mind, they're, they're very upset because, oh my God, she's going to hell, right? All is, is the Course in Miracles says, interpret all behavior one of two ways. They see it as either love or a call for love. I know you love me. Thank you so much. That's what that email, I know you love me. Thank you so much. And here I would say that if you're dealing with a toxic person, that's actually a really good way to respond. <laughs> it really is. That's what makes this so deceptive when you're looking at who Christ is. Because Marianne Williamson is, is basically admitting she understands the Christian worldview there. At least it seems like she does. Uh, you know, the Christians, those horrible, rotten people, they actually, you know, really believe that you're going down the wrong path, you're following the devil's way, um, and you're going to go to hell if you don't repent, you know. Um, it seems like she's fully aware that that's what Christians really believe, and yet, you know, her response to this woman to tell them is, oh, thank you very much, I know you love me. And that's a good way to respond to a toxic person, however, Christianity isn't toxic when you follow it 
the way it was intended to be. This, however, is the devil's doctrines of demons. Don't defend against them. The Course in Miracles says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. Okay. I know to find that place within yourself, all they're really saying is how much they love you. And I, uh, you, you, you say it's rejection. They don't want to meet with you, so that's their choice. Yep. But if you can take it into your heart with the knowledge, they love you. They just, there's the, the, the scales in front of their eyes as we see it. Nothing to protect yourself against, nothing to set a boundary of sorts, except I, I know that you love me. Now, are they saying, therefore, we can't have lunch, therefore, you're not invited to, to Christmas and all of that stuff? Um, well, both sides of our family, my husband and my family, have been ostracizing. Um, the two of you? Me, because I'm the one changing first. He's, I'm the catalyst in our family What's for happening change. with him? My husband? Mm-hmm. Um, he's softening and sl- he's just, I'm the all or nothing. Like, that's my language. So if I'm going to dive in, it's head first off a cliff. And I'm in. So all or nothing is actually a distorted way of thinking. Um, in fact, it's not actually a healthy way of thinking to be all or nothing. Um, but she's like, oh, that's my language. And, and she's actually kind of got this smug look on her face as if to say, you know, you know oh, they're, they're ostracizing her. You know, the question that came to my mind here, Marianne Williamson's basically admitting that the Christian family loves this woman. However, do you think that this woman loves her family? That's just something to think about. I'm sorry, it's the therapist in me coming out. But, (laughs) you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, hmm, this family system may be very interesting to look at because this woman clearly is a rebel, right? She's clearly um, got her own issues, which, you know, hey, we all have our spiritual journey, right? But she's making her Christian family sound like they're this horrible, rotten Christian family. And you got to keep in mind, we don't know anything. I mean, it could, the conversations that this Christian family had with her could, could be so numerous. And, you know, they could be the most loving conversations on the planet. But if you're going to be defiant and, you know, really spit at your heritage, which it sounds like this woman is doing, then... You know, I'm not so sure everything this woman is saying is true. She's, it's, it's like, to me, it's almost like she's acting like a victim, even though Marianne Williamson isn't really, she's not seeming to get sucked into this woman. But, um, but anyway, so now she's talking about how she's leading her husband down this path, which, which is not good, people. <laughs> in the water, and he's like dipping his toe in, wading in from the shores. But the way our families have rejected me is making him accelerate his journey into where I am because the attraction to the traditional school of thought with that kind of behavior is making him feel like there is a better path and maybe my wife's finding it. Well, the Course of Miracles would just remind you that they are innocent children of God. You are an innocent child of God. Eh. The Course of Miracles would tell me that you don't know what you're you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you're all child of God. No, just so you know, the Bible says that those who receive Christ, read John 1, 12, uh, John chapter 1, verse 12, uh, does not, it actually tells us how you become a child of God. Not everybody is a child of God, people. This is really a pet peeve of mine. 
only people who receive Christ and believe in Christ are children of God. And we're talking the biblical Christ, not the Course in Miracles Christ or any other false Christ. And all of that is on the level of the mind. All of that is on the level of a worldly illusion. And you're, you were whom God hath brought together, no one and nothing can put asunder. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because that scripture is from Genesis. Um, and in the context of Genesis, that happens to be about marriage. Uh, so here, Marianne Williamson is actually quoting from the Old Testament, which, you know, she's Jewish, so she should be reading that. But she's misquoting it, misapplying it, um, which, of course, is not right. And we do not want theology to put us asunder. We don't want theology either to put us asunder. Don't miss that. Okay, that's part of the reason I'm doing this show, and I'm going to be sharing with you some other stuff in our next episode, but don't miss that this is the stuff that people are swallowing hook, line, and sinker with absolute no basis in reality for any of it. So this is as much, you know, the Course in Miracles says only what you are not giving can be lacking in any situation. So it's easy to say they're not giving you approval. But it only hurts you if it makes you close your heart to them. We always feel like I am hurt because you closed your heart to me. The real pain can only come about if I close my heart to you. Does that make sense? So this is just saying more love is needed. Your ego would say, they should love me no matter what I think. And actually the spirit would say, well, are you loving, loving them totally no matter what they think? Yep. So would you like to do a meditation from the Course? So I'm going to stop it there because you don't need to hear this meditation. But, you know, the interesting thing here is that there's some truth of, um, you know, how to deal in a relationship in a healthy way, but it's toxic on its face because the Christ that Marianne Williamson is talking about in The Course of Miracles is absolutely 100% demonic. It's, it's wholly demonic. And don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that the misrepresentations of Christ are all demonic. Um, you know, and I know most of you who tune into this show, you've known me for a very long time. You already know that. You know, most people are never going to drink a glass of water with a, with, a, with a spoonful of dirt in it, right? And yet, today, unfortunately, we have this um, mishmash of, New Age, theology, terminology, and all these other weird spiritual beliefs that are just completely toxic and they go against everything scripture talks to us about and warns us against. And so I wanted to share, share this with you. If you are interested in, in watching this whole video, uh, it's called Being Rejected for Your Spiritual Beliefs Q&A with Marianne Williamson. Just obviously know that you know, Marianne Williamson is a uh, spiritual guru, uh, not a follower of Christ, of Scripture, um, and clearly doesn't teach what Scripture teaches. Um, so just beware that, you know, you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to get biblical teaching listening to her. But it is interesting uh, looking at different worldviews and different, different views of who Christ is you know, people think Jesus is. So I hope that this show has uh, 
been helpful for you and I'd love your feedback. Feel free, you guys can leave a comment uh, on the Spotify page or you can also email me at Stacy uh, Stacy Lynn, S-T-A-C-Y, no E in my name, L-Y-N-N, uh, at hearttug.org. You can, you can email me there too and just say, hey, I listened to your show. This is what I thought. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on any of that. Don't forget also you can, you know, feel free to rate the show here. Um, it's on a whole bunch of different platforms. If you're on one of the platforms that you can give it a rating, I would totally love that. Appreciate it. Um, and last of all, again, don't forget um, to download our Heart Tug International mobile app. Um, this show is also in there, so you'll be able to listen to it inside the app as well. Um, and I just want to say thank you for supporting our work. You can do that with a tax-deductible donation to Heart Tug International. That helps us uh, be able to provide more shows and, and counseling and different things for everybody. Uh, we appreciate all of our monthly donors who are backing us in that way so that we can not only be up on our app, but also continue to uh, minister to people who need that ministry and maybe can't afford it. So again, I want to say thank you for tuning into this episode of Bible News Radio. And in our next ep- episode, we're going to be looking, we're going to continue to look at some other really massively misrepresentations of Christ that have recently come out in the in the, some media um, places that you may have missed but I think it's so important uh, that we need to talk about it and so um, so stay stay tuned for that next episode and I'll see you again right here on Bible News Radio remember be bold stand up and go with God people don't forget memorize some scripture read the Bible it's the only textbook you need right so go ahead read that Bible we'll see you again soon <laughs>